Hello, welcome to hey. the Illenials Podcast. This is going to be episode six. Six. Uh, I am Smith. I'm here with... Chief Senior Host, Seth. Seth, I gotta tell you something. Alright. I am so glad that finally, because of President Donald Trump, we can say Merry Christmas again. Yeah. He lifted was, the ban. It was getting there for a while where these heathens were going around mm-hmm. saying happy holidays mm-hmm. you know just in case you weren't a christmas celebrator but that's not right because everyone in america celebrates christmas and yeah, that's confirmed I, I thought it was really odd when obama banned christmas yes. like that was weird we were all like this is a really weird bill he he put instead our national our national holiday was ramadan i believe yeah. remember that that mm-hmm. was really weird ramadan rosh hashanah mm-hmm. you know we just kind of went through all that stuff but thank thank god for this this uh, uh slack-jawed ugly little blonde girl who told me on tv that Thanks, Donald Trump, and say Merry Christmas again, because I've really been missing that ability. I'm just so surprised that, that it got passed. Who knew? You know, Congress finally did something. They overturned Obama's ban. I have a question. Uh-huh. Which slack-jaw blonde girl are you referring to? Just some dumb idiot child. Uh, never heard of before. It's not It's not a star. Oh, just okay. Some, some fucking advertisement was like, thank you, President Donald Trump, for letting us say Merry Christmas oh, that, This is real? This is real. Okay. It's not a joke. I thought we were just doing oh, some, seen this. an ironic play on what's going on with oh, the shit. war on Christmas. No, it's a real thing. Like, a real, like, pro-Trump group made this ad where this little girl thanking us for thanking Donald Trump for being able to yeah. say Christmas again. So, you know, we've, we've been, now that finally the yoke of oppression is off of us, yes. the Obama years are gone, we can say Merry Christmas again. We can get back to using our First Amendment rights of freedom of religion mm-hmm. to claim there's only one religion. Right, yeah. And you're free to believe in it as you long as you believe in that one. You know what I think, though? For real, monotheists, lazy as fuck. Because yeah. if they just want to know one God, they yeah. don't have to work like fucking like, uh, like Shinto people do yeah. or Hindus do with like a billion gods. Yeah, and also, what's his name? God. How lazy. That's true. You're How just, lazy. It's a Even Jewish people, you know, they have Yahweh. Yeah. They, they change it up, you know? Uh, no. I guess who's Jehovah? He's got witnesses. Yeah. I know that much. There's only room for 144,000 of them in heaven. But the thing is, is that I think monotheists are just lazy because they got tired of having to memorize all these gods' names and all their deals. They didn't want to have to know what Hermes did to fucking Nike yeah. or some shit. They just wanted one guy and one one religion to deal with. And that's kind of that's kind of like moved on to everything because you see a lot of these like. These, like, uh, uh, I guess we could call them, I mean, I don't want to call them Christians. That's unfair, because I think that the, uh, the the New Testament, at least, has some really nice things in it. There are some good, basic precepts for running a civilization, which is kind of socialist. I'm going to call them uh, uh, Jesus' fan club, or, like, the prosperity gospel people, who want to say there's only one way to do anything. They hate all this diversity stuff. They hate all the fucking uh, uh, different ways to do this stuff. You gotta do one thing and one thing only. Yeah. They even hate, like, Catholics and Jews. And I'm like, aren't Jews, like, God's chosen people or some shit? Yeah. Even like, in the Bible. Yeah. So, like, how do you go hate Jews, man? That's crazy. And Catholics are like... Catholics are like if Christians... Uh, like, like we're really, really into the idea of, like, organization. Yeah. Like, we're not just going to have this one little church. Oh, no, my man. We're going to have the whole... We're going to do it big. Yeah. We're gonna have a, a church government. Yeah, and having conversations about religion is always so weird to me because I used I used to be kind of kind of religious uh, when I was in my younger years. Um, but I actually do remember the day that I pretty much decided I stopped wanting to go to church. 
And uh, I used to go on Wednesdays, Wednesdays and Sundays. Wednesday was was kind of like the youth program where the kids would get to have fun at church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always I would always go with my good friend Ben, who was on the podcast last week, and discuss how he he is still a Christian. Um, remember, I was pretty young. I don't even know what age I was, but I was explaining global warming to Ben in whatever way I understood it back then. And I was I was going on and on, and then in the end, I was like, oh yeah. And basically, the whole idea is that one day the Earth will get so hot that the ice caps will melt, you know, and flood, and it'll be you know catastrophic. That was how I understood it back then. And then this old man who was like doing something in the area came up to me and was like, oh, do you want me to tell you why that's not true? And I mean, I didn't, but I'm young and nice. So I was like, yeah, sure. He was like, well, then verse this, whatever. God says that if you ever floods the earth again, it'll be because of blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I don't, I don't think I want to be here anymore. If they, they really just want to, they, they don't even want to. Be, do the lazy thing and just change your message to whenever science updates, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of religions do. Oh, once this is a discovery, oh no, God actually meant this. They wanted to be so entrenched in something old that I was like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think this is for me anymore. And yeah. I, I stopped going off maybe a year or so after that. Well, you know, speaking of, of, of crazy religious people and their beliefs, have you heard of uh, my boy, uh, uh, Briscoe Kane? Is he in the new Mortal Kombat, or was he in Mortal Kombat 2? <laughs> Briscoe Kane is a Texas, uh, I think it's a congressman. It might be the state congress, actually. He might be a real small fry. But he is part of this little group of Texas legislators who have come out that are just like absolutely banana pants crazy motherfuckers who believe in insane stuff. And recently, I think it was yesterday, he tweeted out... Um, a reminder for all of you out there who are wondering uh, how many genders there are. And it just had, it had you know, XXXY. It had the little pictures of the chromosomes next to it. And people proceeded to brutally own Briscoe Kane. People yeah. f- people who were just like from, from liberals to like geneticists and stuff were like talking about how gender and sex are not the same thing. All those kind of arguments. By the way, here on the Millennials Podcast, I want everyone to know... We are pro-trans people. We are We are 100%. pro. Not only gender is a spectrum, sexuality is a spectrum. Yeah. Because the main reason, one of the main reasons I first became a liberal back in the day is that none of this shit affects me at all. Yeah. If you want to be whatever you want to be, that doesn't make my life any different. No. So do it. I don't give a fuck. Doesn't make your life harder. Doesn't yeah. make it doesn't have any problems. I mean, on I'm you. a boring, straight white person. It's so it's so lame. You do something cool, man. And here's here's my thing is. I just want to say that Briscoe Kane, who, by the way, had to have changed his name. Go ahead and show me the picture. No way he was born with this name. Go ahead and show me the picture. Well, if you're playing along at home, I want you to go ahead and Google Briscoe Kane and get ready because I'm about to show my brother a picture. Google it. Close your eyes. Uh Uh-huh. And now. Wow. This motherfucker right here, he's what we call a purdy boy. And I'm not sure he has a whole lot of leeway on the topic of what your chromosomes are. With about a name you. like Briscoe, I was actually expecting a much older man. This man looks like evil Griffin McElroy, is who he yeah. looks like. This motherfucker is like, I mean, I mean I'm not even sure you can call it. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this picture of him right here. This is, come on now. Does he not yeah. look like the twinkiest twink that ever lived? Yeah. This, he's, he's, got, he's got some pent up stuff there. So, but the name Brisco, like when you said Briscoe, I imagine something old, and like you said, he must have changed his name because I imagine something old because I feel like you know maybe sixty years ago Briscoe was kind of a name for people. It's not anymore though. That guy's mm-hmm. name is like Jake. Exactly. 
And, I mean, the thing is, is that he's he's part of this little ring of Texas legislators. That have, Which is my favorite oxymoron ever. Texas yeah. legislators. Who fucking just have incredibly regressive beliefs. And they're just a bunch of dumb shits. And he just kept getting, like, anytime someone replied to correcting him on his tweet, he would just, like, tweet a gif of two. And I'm like... That's the most liberal thing. Like, that's what I think of. Reaction gifts are, like, fucking hashtag resistance. Yeah. Hashtag still with her motherfucker, like, tactics that were so, people so roundly criticized the Democrats for was their reliance on, like, uh, reaction gifts. Yeah, well, they're doing the same thing. Yeah. He just looks dumb. And it's just, you know, it's another disconnect of people who don't understand what the fuck, like, science is and how it works. And also... It's like these desperate clinging to the culture war because it's the only thing they have. It's the only realm in which conservatives can say anything that is that is going to actually like get people riled up because yeah. their economic policies are exactly the same as the Democrats. There's nothing really different there on that front. So they're not going to really have to, there's not many arenas left to battle in. So all they can do is try and piss people off with, with this dumb social yeah. issue stuff. Which they're totally wrong about, by the way. Yeah. But let's not pretend that any of them actually care about any of this shit. It's but just a way to get voters. Number one comedian in America is on their side. Mike Huckabee. <laughs> have you ever read Mike Huckabee's Twitter feed? Uh, I have read Mike Huckabee's he is, Twitter he feed. He is a man who so adamantly thinks he's funny that it is it's kind of funny reading his terrible humorless tweets well you know his name he's not actually he doesn't write his own jokes right that, oh he yeah he's a humorist his name that's is, the worst part his name is like oh what was his name like pinky little dick or some shit i can't fucking remember his sounds name sounds about right who uh or scott hinkenbottom or some shit or hinkle buffalo i don't know what he is yeah he's just some asshole who who calls himself the the top like conservative humorist in america man Man, that makes in, no sense. In the words of uh, Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live, that's not being called the smartest horse. You know, it's a title that means nothing. Like when 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 did a conservative last make a good joke? Like, what's their humor look Crickets. like? Crickets. I, I sometimes I'll see people who will post like conservative like comics and stuff, or like especially from kids, they're not funny. It's like okay, here's a setup. Uh, uh, hey, what's going on? Uh, nothing. Did you see this thing? SJW fags, and it's just like. That's not that's not a punchline. Yeah. That's nothing. All, all conservative humor is the exact same now, and I can go ahead and set it up for you. Okay. It is so it's two characters who are watching TV, and it's like it's like oh the headline is oh this this panda just gave birth, and then they look at Twitter, and it's like the panda is racist hashtag birth panda. The panda actually doesn't agree with trans legislatures hashtag pandas bad and they're like man people just get mad about everything and that's exactly what all conservative humor is it's just them taking blowing out of proportion people sometimes blowing things out of proportion it's like how i'll see people who will always talk shit about uh tumblr yeah you see all these like young like uh like 4chan types talking about tumblr and i'm like motherfucker i've been on tumblr for years tumblr is not a monolith no there is like all kinds first of all tumblr is like 90 percent porn and then beyond that... And then, that, and then 90% of the 10% that's left is supernatural gifts. Exactly. And there's even like a small contingent of like Nazis and alt-right people, because of course yeah. there's going to be. But people always classify like, oh, Tumblr bullshit. And you're like, I mean, that's just generalizing a little bit too much, because most of it, again, is just horny. And there's a small contingent who are horny and mad about it. And there's a small contingent who uh, want to kill all the Jews. So... 
It's like any other site. Speaking of a small contingent and want to kill all the Jews. There's a strong There's lead. something we have to talk about. Okay. And it's going to make all of our listeners leave mm-hmm. because it's Star Wars The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. We saw it, didn't we? We saw it twice. We did see it twice. And we must not have seen the same movie that everyone else on the internet saw. Because there, it is, and you predicted this, it mm-hmm. is the most divisive Star Wars movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, ranging from some people, like myself and you, I don't know if you liked it as much as me, I don't know, we haven't really talked about that, um, who thought it was really good and really different and cool and weird and not just a rehashing of the old Star Wars movie, something totally new, um, of course with some leanings on the old series just because that's what Disney wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ranges from that to people who have started a petition to get it removed from the ever-exclusive Star Wars canon, <laughs> which everyone is worried about all the time. And a lot of it comes down to something we talked about before, is that these people who hold the original trilogy up to an unrealistic standard believe that they go into any new Star Wars movie no matter what, and the first thing they do is find out everything they can to hate they can hate about it, and that's all they do. All they do is hate the movies. They don't ever look for something they like, mm-hmm. ever. And it is getting to insane levels with the last jedi yeah and like i i got saw i said i think it's a mess of a movie but it's an entertaining mess it's a beautiful mess at times uh and i just think that it's uh it remixes the old stuff in a new way kind of keeps you a little bit guessing in some yeah. in some uh, aspects but it is in no way a like a bad movie yeah it's not a bad movie but and let's let's get right to it the reason they want it removed from the canon is because of a couple of things that me and you love especially mm-hmm. Um, should we spoil the movie? You think we should? We should not spoil the movie. Okay. Just in case. Well, just to kind of paraphrase, there are a couple of moments in the movie where they kind of, they don't stick to the original scripts. They turn things around, like, especially one character in the, in the movie has a really interesting reveal Mm -hmm. that... If you if you're such a fan of the original trilogy, you might not like because it it makes the movie into less of like a prophecy and more of a whatever. It's just, just just random. And then there's another scene where a character from the old movies comes back and basically says, "Oh yeah, all that stuff that the Jedi did was stupid mm-hmm. and it was boring and lame, and we probably do need to start some shit over." It was a shot across the bow. People who hate the prequels. Yes, and people aren't happy no, about this. They're not. Um, you know what's interesting? Let's talk about another movie we watched recently. Yeah. Because there's two things that are happening right now which are pretty interesting. Because you see The Last Jedi, and, uh, I mean, I can't believe I'm talking about this, but it is an interesting phenomenon. Uh, the Their critic scores for The Last Jedi are, are super good, like 90%, yeah. 93. It's like 93 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. But the audience scores are like 4 or 5, somewhere in there, like oh, super low. I see where you're going. But then you get to another phenomenon, which is a movie we watched last night, or yesterday, known as Bright. Right, uh, new Netflix movie with Will Smith and Joel Egerton. Directed by David Ayer, uh, written by Max Landis. Who, Which well, we, we can talk boy, about later. We'll talk about Max Landis later. Um, um, and so this movie has a terrible critical score, yeah. like 30, 30%. 20%, Some people calling it there, the worst movie of 2017. Which is insane. Which the is, fucking Emoji movie came out this year. Yeah. And, but then you look at audience scores, and they're more middling, like 6.7 or so, yeah. or somewhere in that range, which seems about right for the movie we watched. Yeah, I would say about, you know, a solid 7, 7.5 maybe out of 10. It was, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't 
awful Mm-mm. by any stretch of the imagination. And it wasn't something that, you know, I'm going to rewatch a hundred times because it was so good. But it was enjoyable. I sat there for two hours and I watched it and I wasn't really bored during any point. And yeah. I wasn't really disappointed with anything. It was, it was the same basic like structure of good cops and bad cops versus each other. And it had fantasy stuff bolted on, which makes it novel. But it didn't really deviate too much from that story to, to a level that made it execrable. Like it just was yeah. like, it was average in my opinion. It was an average film. So a lot of these reactions, I think, are sort of like really over the top. Um, and probably some of that comes from the fact that Max Landis was recently accused of sexual assault yes. by several people on, on Twitter and, I mean, that's real life, basically. So that's probably some of it comes from. And obviously that sucks and that's fucking stupid. But the people who really just sort of like shit all over... Like, I, I saw like a joke on me where it was like, Bright is, is so bad that the Republican Congress is going to try and pass it into law. Which really... If it was that bad, it would have been a more interesting movie yeah. to watch. Because good and bad movies are interesting on both le- both sides of the spectrum. And I think Bright falls into a part where it's just like, eh, I can mean, yeah. doesn't really impress me that much either way. Yeah, but it, it wasn't bad or good. And I don't know, I think that, um, I, I don't, this is something we can talk about forever. I don't really like the whole, as soon as a movie comes out, Every review site, like Rotten Tomatoes is an aggregator, but every review site has to have their review out for it. I mean, and there are several movies I've watched in my life that I've I've done like a whole 180 on. I might have liked them at first and hated them, hated them, and then liked them. It took me a little while to digest the movie. I mean, every movie has a review out the day after the person sees it. Yeah. And I think that's, I don't know, I think that things being so reaction-based are are really bad. You gotta, I think that, you gotta have that hot take as soon as it happens. Yeah, and uh, Jay-Z actually said this in an interview recently about, you know, music specifically, was that he's like, I don't think any music reviewer, even if you listen to the album eight times in one day, one no, no matter what, you you have to let, a, let something digest, any kind of form of art digest over maybe... I would say a week would be good for me, like especially for a movie. I'd say if you're if you're a serious movie reviewer, a week and watch the movie at least twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just not that's not what people want. people want. People are going to the theaters this weekend. They want to see what that Rotten Tomatoes score is, and they're gonna make all their decisions based on that. We want we want all of our stuff reduced down to a number. Yeah, as soon as we possibly can. Yeah, and which is disgusting. That can be bad in certain cases yeah. because I think back to. Um, what game was it? I think it was Fallout New Vegas, which the, uh, the 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 company had this weird. The publisher had a weird arrangement with the developer, which was um, they had to get an eighty five or better on Metacritic um, to get bonuses paid out to everybody. Yeah, and it came out at an eighty four, and because of that score, no one got their bonuses. So people got massively underpaid for probably the best modern Fallout game. Yeah. And also, if you're not if you're not aware, getting a Metacritic score above about seventy is very difficult it is for tough. whatever reason because um, so many review sites are taken account and they they waste they waste scores differently sometimes so i mean even like really good games can have like an 80 on metacritic and yeah. it's like that's just that's crazy low i mean so getting an 85 is an unrealistic standard the um, last game i can think of that did it that was a nintendo game was uh witcher 3 yeah probably. witcher 3 got a very high universal acclaim but this and undertale yeah undertale as well but there's that, that problem of reducing everything down to a single number. Let's get to that one consensus. We want to have like consensus in the world of what's good and what's bad. What do the tastemakers think yeah. versus the audiences? And now we're seeing a little bit of discrepancy with these two movies. Which I think that The Last Jedi's issue is that it's being review bombed by uh, like Nazis and stuff. Yeah. Who, listen, there are completely sound criticisms of The Last yeah, Jedi. Now they're of us. 
well, not the rest is gonna complain is gonna claim that it's a perfect movie. No. On Twitter, I do yeah. because it makes so many people get into weird arguments about why it's not. Right. But that's a different story. But like, there are sound criticisms being made. But the uh, the whole like, why is the only white guy a Nazi or something uh, is not really a good criticism of the film. I don't think. And uh, and if anything, the first order aren't even Nazis. They're like they're at best Nazi cosplayers yeah. who are just it, it's dumb. Don't think that if Kylo Ren was real, he'd be on the alt right. Okay, no. don't think no. this. He no, it's not, it's not at all what it is. It's because people are trying to like extract all these like political messages from the movie, and I'm like, where where were they at? What's the message? There's there's one small message which people are bad. Which yeah, hey hey, great. First of all, awesome, good thing. Not exactly a new one. Yeah. Uh, relevant to our times, though. And it also points there? out, and not spoil anything, it kind of spoil, points out that, you know, the good guys and the bad guys are still subservient to these rich Wealthy, people. Yeah. No matter, no matter what side you're on. I don't want to get on. too much into that. Yeah. But it's not like how it was with Rogue One, where some people t- took that as like a message of hope after Trump won last year. Uh, go see Rogue One, where the rebels fight the Nazis yeah. or whatever. And it was kind of like taken a little bit out of its time. Because, don't forget, that movie was made during a time when everyone thought Hillary Clinton was going to win. Yeah. Like, it was I mean, not meant to be that at all. Good, good on the marketing team for doing that. Because you got yeah. you got to do something when you're marketing a movie. Especially especially in that, it came out in a time where, I mean, it came out in December that year. Yeah. So, I mean, we were hot on the heels of a very disappointing election. Yeah. So, you got to do something with it, but... It definitely didn't have that message the whole time because the movie was filmed a fucking year before. Yeah, and it was politicized so much because of that. And then the Force Awakens, you know, you had the you had the huge debate over, oh my god, a black stormtrooper and a woman is the main. It wasn't black stormtrooper. It was black person being in my Mm, movie. That's true. That isn't Lando Calrissian. Black black lead character. Let's put it that way. And the two main characters, or the the three leads, are a black dude, a white woman, and a white dude who is the bad guy. Who, by the way. I don't care what the complaints are because Adam Driver as Kylo Ren is the most interesting character in these yeah. movies. Both like, movies so far, he has been the most compelling part. I mean, I still love, I love them both, and there's plenty yeah. of compelling parts. But Kylo Ren is by is heads and heads and tails maybe the best Star Wars villain I've ever seen. I, I love all three of them, the, all three of these characters. But, Kylo, but Adam Driver and Kylo Ren, like they're complaining about a character who is actually interesting yeah. and fun to watch on screen. So I mean. It's it's you know it's just again identity politics. These but the thing is people complain about about black people and gays and stuff with their identity politics. But the biggest people who push identity politics are white conservative young and old dudes who want who are way invested in their own identities and any threat to that is seen as exactly. other in Paul. So what were you about to say? You I was gonna say let's stop talking about Star Wars. Yeah, that's a good point. We will. That's a good point. We will read. We will do a review of the Last Jedi maybe mm. in a week or so. Once maybe more well, people have seen it. We do it, but we can do a bonus episode. Yeah, just market spoilers. That's what we'll do. Um, but I do want to talk about something. Yeah, I got right. a topic for you. We should bring up, and that is uh, here in our own world in a galaxy that is very close to us. In fact, we're inside. In a time that is the present, the Milky Way. How they find out that it looked like that? Hmm. Where did the pictures of Milky Way come from? Flat Earth. Okay, yeah, flat Earth. Um, here, our CDC has decided to ban seven words. Well, not, well okay. the CDC didn't choose to ban them. That's true. That's the true. CDC was forced to ban was them. was told. And even then, it wasn't a ban. It was a polite, yeah. air quotes, suggestion to, if you want to get funding, don't use these words. Yes. I'm going to read these words for you right now real quick. Those words are diversity, fetus, transgender, vulnerable, entitlement, science-based, and evidence-based. When I first heard 
because when I first read the headline, it was the the first thing I thought of was science based, mm-hmm. and I have no I and I was just like it is insane that the CDC, which is a science company or science organization, if you will, is no longer allowed to use the word science. Basically, mm-hmm. it is, and then evidence based. Is there anybody on the right or the left who doesn't want the word evidence? You don't want evidence of anything I mean, as yeah, far as medical. Right definitely. Well, doesn't. I get okay. I don't. Yeah. What am I thinking? I'm sorry. But it's insane that you don't want your CDC to have evidence for uh, any kind of phenomenon or epidemic or any mm-hmm. small disease at all. It's just, uh, it's more of, and I hate to use the term, but it is true. It's the war on science. It's, uh, it's anti-intellectual. Well, now that now that Christmas has won, mm-hmm. science is ha- going to have to well, what's be in- taken down. What's insane to me is that the CDC was having to use these terms science-based and evidence-based because you would hope that all the research being done by the CDC would already be science-based and evidence-based. But apparently, that's too much for people. Yeah. And then, you've got words like transgender. Obviously, again, fuck you, you transphobic motherfuckers. Like, trans people are people. They're the same as you. Get over it, you dumb fucks. You got vulnerable and entitlement. What are those? Like, what are you, you're, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to target people who are... Uh, uh, you know, entitlements, obviously, we're going to try and axe those in 2018 entirely, but vulnerable, you don't want to talk about certain populations in America that are vulnerable to certain yeah. things. Well, entitlement is to stick it in the face of all of us millennials who yeah. got participation trophies and are entitled to stuff. I, you know what that whole thing is? I never got a participation trophy. I never got that yeah. once. I did. But for what? And, and the whole for soccer okay. um, and baseball, I think. Um, yeah, I used to be I used to be a real athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the whole thing is, and this is something it said people said a hundred times, I never asked for one. It was given to me by mm-hmm. Baby Boomer. They yeah. came up with participation trophies. We just had to have them sit on our shelves until we're in high school and decide that we're, we don't need them anymore and finally throw them away. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I can't. I'm, I'm one of those older millennials, so I still had trophies for actually doing things. When I yeah. when my car won that little uh, Boy Scouts uh, derby, my little, my little car I made, and I got that second place trophy, I mean... Come on. Nobody else got a trophy. I earned that. Yeah, I earned that shit. I definitely did not build that shit in the garage of my dad. That's not what happened. It was all me. Um, and then you've also got diversity, which, again, that's just culture war bullshit. Uh, talking, like, you know, that all they want to do is talk about how, like, diverse populations aren't good and stuff like that. Or don't matter. Or don't matter. Yeah, diversity, dumb shit. No one cares. It does matter. Yeah. But the worst word on this list for me is fetus. Fetus. Because fetus, I can see an argument for all these other words from the right from the right wing perspective. Okay, but fetus is a scientific term. What else are you going to call a fetus? Oh, I know what you're going to call it. You're going to call it an unborn future president. Oh, my that that's God. the new term for fetuses is unborn possible future president. Well, I mean, I have heard the suggestion that it be called uh, an unborn child because they want you to associate you know, a fetus with a child. They want you to not think there's two different things. And it's like, it's like, I mean, I know that one day a tadpole will be a frog, but we still call a tadpole a fucking tadpole. Yeah. Because that represents what it is at time. It's I love the, I mentioned it a second, I love the anti-abortion argument that that baby could be the future president. Because they make it seem like there won't be a president if that mm-hmm. baby... It's like, oh no, that, that for that four years, we're all going to sit in silence because you killed the future president, you know? I mean, we could, I think we could all agree that if Trump's mother had taken a coat hanger and shoved it up her vagina and got rid of him, the world would be a better yeah, place. And Bush, and yeah, quite a few, actually. Yeah. But here's the thing, is that 
they always talk about, the right always talks about how the left is constantly trying to make emotional appeals and get you, yeah. get you to we our want, side. We want people to, you know, feel good. We want you to respect our basic humanity because yeah. you have empathy. Maybe. No, you don't fucking have any empathy. This is them doing that exact same thing by trying to force you to say unborn child and get you to empathize more with that fetus. Yeah. You know what? Hey, here's the thing. Here's news for you. I empathize more with a fetus than an unborn child. Yeah. You ever seen an unborn child? They're ugly as fuck. They look like people who were not put in the oven for long enough. And second of all, they're loud and needy and helpless. They're the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Um. Well, that's a born child. They're right. loud and needy. I'm talking about a child. Like I don't. I, um, you, you put put the word child in there. I care about it less. Exactly. And an unborn child. I mean, I don't. I don't know if this is making a better case for anti-abortion because, once again, I don't know if people are gonna. Should we feel bad about killing something that isn't born? Because if you're, you're not alive, if you're not born, I'd say, in my estimation. So it's still just basically a fetus, just two words now. Yeah. And wait, harder to say. Listen, Come I'm, on. I'm for post-birth abortion, actually. Because uh, you, you just, what are you going to do? Yeah. It's, it's Thir- 30-year still, post-birth abortion. That's exactly what it is. I mean, I don't even think you're human until you're like 25. Like, yeah. before that, you're, you're just probably some kind of like mutant um, half-brain. Wait, how old? 25. Come on. <laughs> Come on, I'm a mutant half-brain. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Um, so yeah, it's just the the Trump administration and their 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 list of banned words is just again more culture war bullshit, trying to bleed it over into the science field. And I mean, really, all you can say is these people are the enemies of progress. Yeah. They're the enemies of progress. I mean, the definition of conservative isn't like they 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 say stuff like we want to preserve the traditions. We want to you know get America to a safe, like a stable place and keep building on it. But really what it, conservative actually means is you want to go backwards. Mm-hmm. You you want this whole, this, and it was what he built his campaign on, the whole make America great again. There's people who had this idea. Pe- a lot of people who um, were either children when America was great or weren't even born yet are just like, oh yeah, I want to go back to when we were good, which, I mean, we never were. No, mm-hmm. Nobody's ever been good. Um, and he built his whole campaign off of this. We're conservative. We want to move. All the way. We want to go back to the 19 fucking 10s mm. when America was awesome. We just won wars. Um, I mean, let's not let's not lie here. The, their ideal period is 1950 or so. Yeah. After we won the war and our economy was booming incredibly. Let's go back to that. And you know, what, you know what the thing about this is? There's one kind of person who wants to do that. And I first realized who it was back in college. And I asked my friend Marcus, the person who designed our logo art, again, Marcus yep. Barkley, Marcus has Barkley. no good contact yep. info working on that. I asked him, We will give out his personal address soon. If you had a time machine, what time period do you want to go back to? And Marcus looked at me for a second and he, he thought about it and he was like, can I go forwards? Yeah. And I was like, why? He said, I want to go back. Like, oh, by the things way, Mar- suck for black people. I was say, Marcus is a black guy. Yeah. I'm not sure we mentioned this. Sorry, yeah. He was like, things suck for black people. When I thought about it for a second, I was like, holy shit, you're fucking right. Yeah. Only one type of person wants to go back in time and it's white dudes. Yep. Nobody else. And not all of them. Uh, hey, I've, I've sometimes I thought about, man, I could kill it in cowboy times. And I was like, but again, I'm a white dude. So, of course yeah. I could. I'm... I see. I'm I'm actually scared either way because I don't want to go back because things were worse and we didn't have the internet and shit. And two, I uh, I'm scared the future's worse. So, I mean, well, Seth, you know, in the future, white people will be a minority. 
And then all of a sudden, we'll have no power yeah. anymore in America. We will be enslaved. No country with a minority population has ever managed to retain control over a largely minority population. That's never happened once in history. No. Nope. Uh, I've never heard of this place called Rhodesia or South Africa. Never yeah. heard of them. I've never heard exist. of Rhodesia. Uh, you never heard of Rhodesia? <laughs> I've heard of Rhodesia. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's talk about, for a second, something else. All right. Completely change your topic, sort of. To Turning Point USA. They are a conservative... Think Dank slash, I mean, like, I'm going to say performance art uh, uh, house at this point. They, yeah. uh, they're they the ones who staged the uh, the diapers protest, where they, they lay oh, around on the ground in diapers. Which, by the way, I'm still reeling from. Oh, yeah. They made me look so stupid mm-hmm. for being a left-wing person. Yeah, dressing up in their in their diapers and hanging around on the steps oh. of, the, of the library. Yeah, it's, uh, man, I felt really bad after that. I was like, God, they owned us so bad. I go to bed every night now. Hey, do it more, because just keep owning us like that, please. And, well, recently some things came out about Turning Point USA, and it's that there has been a, uh, there's an article in the New Yorker. Would you call it a turning point in their history? (laughs) Uh, At Life of Seth on Twitter. Uh, this, this New Yorker article says that uh, a conservative nonprofit that seeks to transform college campuses faces allegations of racial bias <laughs> and illegal campaign activity. Now, I, that's part interesting to me. But they said uh, uh, racial bias. Mm, man, that really does sound unlikely. I don't think conservatives uh, uh, really care about race, you all right? They will yeah. see race, actually, from what I understand. That's a common refrain. But basically, Turning Point USA is run by a man named Charlie Kirk. He's another one of these uh, uh, little white manlets, as we can call as we call them. Uh, he's probably weighs ninety five pounds, soaking wet, and would blow yeah. away in a stiff breeze. Um, I'm sure then, his parents have paid for all of his stuff for oh, his whole yeah. life. Yeah, and he, I mean, he his 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 nonprofit Turning Point USA gets. I mean, millions of dollars in money from the Coke brothers to put on to dress up in diapers. Not and, Coca-Cola Coke. No, not Coca-Cola brothers. Also, not the Coca brothers, uh, who we'd be fans of, but yeah. no, the Coke brothers, in case you don't know, are two, two of the people who run the world. Uh, basically, they have billions of dollars. They donate them to uh, to various kinds of conservative groups to shape. They're like they're like the uh, the conservative George Soros. Uh, yeah. If, if George Soros actually did anything. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. I hear a lot of little, I hear a lot of guff about George Soros. I ain't seen one check. No. I ain't heard of one thing. He does not pay done. for this podcast. I don't think George Soros does anything. I think that he's just some kind of boogeyman. Yeah. Because I've never once heard of a thing he actually funded. He's the Pepe Silvia of government. I always hear about like the the Koch brothers or the Adelson or Adelson talk, like Sheldon Adelson like funding some bullshit. I'd never hear about George Soros actually funding something. Yeah. It's just crank websites that say that. All right, back to the... So, Turning Point USA. Um, it says right here, Turning Point USA casts itself as a grassroots response to what it perceives as liberal intolerance on college campuses. Kirk has called college campuses islands of totalitarianism. He and his supporters contend that conservatives are the true victims of discrimination in America, and he has vowed to fight back on behalf of what his team, what he has called his team right. Ask Charlie Kirk. I think he's actually between you and me in age, which is, which is insane. Wow. Well, he's he's either a, an actual millennial or he's some forty-year-old Dan Nainan motherfucker who who just claims he's a millennial or yeah. some shit, or and happens like a baby face. And this motherfucker, he hangs out with like Donald Trump Jr. and Seb- Sebastian Gorka is a friend of his. Oh man, we never talked about Sebastian Gorka, but I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast knows who Sebastian Gorka is. 
Um, so there were some uh, some documents that came out about Turning Point USA um, where former people that worked there were talking about um, different kinds of racial discrimination that happened. And there was an actual employee uh, who uh, was apparently the only black employee of Turning Point USA. Yeah, imagine that. Uh, her name is... Oh, I'm gonna her name? Her name's going to mangle oh. I'm going to mangle it. Fakiere? Um was fired on Martin Luther King Jr. Day uh, from this organization. Now, if that's not trying to say something, I don't know what it is. You know? These motherfuckers are just the worst, man. Turning Point USA reminds me so much of, what's that channel that your barber watches? America One? One American One News. One American News. Yep. Just, it's just like these, these weird, lame names that tell you nothing about what they're trying to do. Yeah, I mean... And it's like, a, it's like a, we have another excerpt here that says, Several former Turning Point employees told me in interviews that they felt they were asked to participate in activities that crossed lines drawn by campaign finance laws or groups like theirs. Uh, something to do with uh, the, the Cruz campaign. Boy, Ted Cruz, there's a man you want to get out and beat the streets for. That is a man who I would give my life for, mm. you know? I would die on the fucking beaches of Normandy for Ted Cruz if he yeah. was my squad commander. I definitely wouldn't shoot him in the back and frag yeah. that motherfucker for probably not being human with his greasy-ass skin and his predilection towards soup. Um, so yeah, these guys were violating certain uh, federal regulations on campaign finance laws. And they're also racist as fuck. Yeah. And you, if you look around, you'll see, you'll see their, uh, their like memes they make. Their dumbass Turning Point USA memes. There's no one worse at memeing than than the Republicans and conservatives in general. Yeah. What is their at the top of this? We're looking at a webpage right now. At the top of it, there's like a sticker they were giving out. What does it say? It says, uh, "Big government sucks." That's what I thought it said. And I just want to say. That's not a good sticker. Uh, here's the thing. The government part is really small. Yeah, all it says is big sucks. <laughs> Look, it says big sucks. In which case, first of all, give me one of those uh, stickers. Hey, in that club, I'm joining big sucks. <laughs> Where can I find big sucks at? <laughs> Yo, I'm here for big sucks. Well, I mean, that's just, that's, an, that's a terrible sticker. Big government. Who, who, who wants a sticker that says so many things that don't rhyme? You know? Yeah. It's like people, people who, uh, who, and first of all, people who advocate for, for smaller government are idiots because, I mean, sure, go ahead. Get rid of the FDA and see how long your ass lasts in the hell world that would result from that. Yeah. The fucking apocalypse that you would create of, of non-regulated food. It was actually funny. I used to, when I used to work at a, uh, a university department at my, at school and my boss there, he's actually a pretty good friend of mine. But he's like a libertarian. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny because one time we started talking and we were about our political beliefs. And he was like, the only thing, he's like, I think the government should only do defense. And that's about it. And then he was like, oh, but yeah, also like an EPA kind of thing. Oh, and, and he kept, he actually kept adding, he, while it he kept adding things the government should do. And I was like, you're, you're, you're kind of almost supporting my point. The government should be bigger by continually, continuing adding things to your argument. I'm actually like really impressed that he even even put enough thought into it to understand that uh, there were things the government needed to do. Yeah. How was that even like that's most libertarians never made that connection. Yeah. Most libertarians think that if the government were to stop existing, their lives would their lives would get immediately better by a million times. And they also um, most libertarians are actually lower class people who think that this would make them rich. So. You talking about the EPA, 
brought to my mind a thing that uh, I saw earlier. Over here on the National Review, which is another one of these conservative uh, dumb shit websites that have stuff to say. Uh, oh, wow. Um, I was going to tell you the byline, but it's actually just by National Review staff. Okay. They're too they, cowardly. They, they all crowd around one keyboard and mm-hmm. type this one key at a time. They're too cowardly to put one name on this thing, or even the individual name. So let's just go ahead and blame the entire National Review with this headline I'm about to read you. Which is, a man on a mission, why EPA boss Scott Pruitt terrifies the left. Now, I'm not sure if you know much about Scott Pruitt um, and his agenda to... Uh, I mean, honestly, I gotta say, I'm kind of impressed because his agenda is definitely terraforming the Earth yeah. into a brand new stage of mostly which, water. Which I'm not actually entirely against. No. Um, but yeah, they're, they're basically Scott Pruitt, in case you don't know, is the guy who spent like $25,000 building a soundproof cell in his office to make cell phone calls from. Yes. Which, as we I mean, only trustworthy folks make soundproof cells to make phone calls from. Yeah, just like how Matt Lauer had that uh, lock the door button yeah, under his desk. rape room button. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Just things that everyone needs, only trustworthy folks would need it. And this guy, you know, he's constantly under, like, scrutiny. He's taking helicopter rides around. He's dealing with big old companies. It was his hometown two-person friend company that was got the uh, the contract to restore all electricity in fucking Puerto Rico after the, um, the hurricane. And they're saying we're terrified of this guy because he's driven to... De- to deregulate all these different things and give all these companies the ability to truly rape the earth in the way it needs to be done yeah. and hasten the ecological apocalypse. And you know what? That is pretty scary. I mean, to be honest, we should be terrified of him. But they're saying it as if us being terrified of him is a bad thing. Yeah. And I'm like, conservatives are the ones who want to have kids and and see and pass on something. You're going to pass on a shittier planet because of Scott Pruitt. Yeah, and just... Just on to libertarians again for a second. One thing that I love is, especially when I was talking to my old boss, libertarians are under the belief that if the government becomes super small, you know, because they're the whole big thing libertarians actually rely on is they hate taxes. Honestly, mm-hmm. everyone I've met has said they hate taxes. Because their, their belief is if the government is small, then you'll start making more money from your job because half your pay won't be taken out for taxes. And it's like they don't even think one step further of, but, you know... Don't you? Your employer is not going to keep paying you that money. They're going to just cut your salary by half anyway, mm-hmm. e- without taxes. And then you won't have health care provided through them. You won't have anything provided through them. So they'll have to pay for that extra, and you'll be making astronomically, astronomically, exponentially less money mm-hmm. than you would under a big government. But they don't. They don't even want to think that one step further as to you know this company is paying you now. They don't have to pay taxes either. So, or technically, they don't have to pay taxes either. So they're not going to pay you what your tax, your salary would be before. They're just going to half it, or maybe right. even more. Yeah. They don't, they don't, and there won't be anybody regulating them. There won't be there will be no regulations. So they could pay you less. There wouldn't be a minimum wage. They could mm-hmm. pay you less than minimum wage if they wanted. They could. They wouldn't have to provide you health care. They don't have to do anything. And you'd be you'd be way more fucked. But people just think, people just think that that number is going to change their life yeah. if taxes aren't in it. Because. The thing is that people will always say, oh, we'll lower taxes on the corporations and they'll pay us more. No. They'll, they'll, or they'll, they'll hire more people. They'll invest. No. No, it doesn't work. You it lower the taxes, they will automate jobs, take them out, and pay you this, either the same or less than what you're making because their whole thing is the bottom line. Less taxes means higher bottom line. How can I get it higher? 
I saw a guy on Twitter the other day who said that it is proven, it is proven, that if you if you lower taxes on corporations, that investment does not raise any of the economy. No, no, no. Wealth accumulation raises the economy. Yeah. Get more money in the hands of the rich, and then they don't spend it, and that helps. Yeah. I'm like, this was made from Bizarro World. Do we have a fucking posting portal yeah. to fucking Bizarro World set up? Because that's not how... Literally, every study that's been done that has to do with market economics says that if you want to grow the economy and you want to get cash flowing, you give money to the poorer people who then go out and spend it on goods yes. and services that they need. That's how you grow things. Yeah, because money has to be in circulation for an economy to work. And people, like we, I'll point them out, Zuckerberg, Musk, all those guys, and no, I, I'm only point out technically, all I billionaires, mean, millionaires, all that, they Soros. don't spend money. Yeah. yeah, of course, they spend more money than I do in a year, mm-hmm. but it's not as much of a percentage of their of their total, when I spend, I probably spend like 90% of everything I have in a year, maybe even more than that, and they probably only spend like maybe 30, 50 at most. If, oh, come yeah. on. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Five, I'm saying maybe. that's I'm maybe low end, low end millionaires probably spend more than of their oh, percentage than higher than higher end billionaires. Um, and it, it it's it's just it doesn't help at all to have they sir, of course they put large amounts of money in, in at one time but then it doesn't help at all you need constant flow of even small values like convenience stores are just a good example of you know pe- people lower class people come in and they're just constantly putting you know one two five ten dollars into this place mm-hmm. and it's and it's going all around and you but you need that you need that economy that that kind of cash flow to build a better economy. And see, we we here at the Millennials Podcast advocate for a classless society. Yes, we don't want this to be how things are. We don't yeah. want lower and higher classes, yeah. but we do acknowledge that in in the system we have now, even the idea of wealth accumulation is not helping. If you have to deal with the market, and you have to be in a capitalism. If you want to help people, you put that money into the bottom and let it circulate. You trickle up the money, not yeah. fucking down. Nothing comes trickles down except for fucking piss and shit on our heads. Yep. That's all it is. It's always been that way. And in the society we would want to build, I mean, not only do we not believe in class, there would there would there'd be absolutely no way for classes to develop. In all right. honesty, it just it wouldn't make any sense in a, in a, a truly what I call ideal society. I'm a big fan of, and this is even only interim. This is only intermediary of uh, Huey Long's idea for a wealth cap. Even back in 1930, this motherfucker was calling for a five million dollar personal wealth cap, which is boy howdy. Even that is too high today. But like, can you imagine if if we had if we had instituted wealth caps on people back then, and we had kept the economy from turning into the fucking monstrosity it is now? I can't imagine that. And. I don't think things would change because just like antitrust laws, they would find some weird yeah. ways to talk about how their income is actually this much, and oh. it would it would just make a new it would just make all it would do would make a new branch of accounting, dude. All, like, offshore accounts, yeah, super rich people accounting who would just do all this money moving for you. They put that shit in offshore accounts, and then we we would never see it again. Yeah, that's the way it would be. All right, I got something I can bring to the table real okay. quick. Um, something. So you know, me and me and you have a lot of things in common. There's some things we don't we don't both do one thing that I, i'm super into is streaming video games mostly on like watching twitch watch me on twitch um and there's a big debate right now it's been happening for the past couple of months on twitch about the idea of they say titty streamers which mm-hmm. is the idea of girls who stream and wear revealing clothing and just you know oh give me ten dollars i'll do 10 squats or whatever on stream um 
But in the end, I believe the whole argument is about female streamers in general. Mm -hmm. And so, anybody who doesn't know, Twitch.tv is a streaming website for video games. And now for a lot of stuff. Um, there's IRL streams now. Just a lot, of, a lot of cool things are going on on Twitch. And dudes are mad. Mm -hmm. Dudes who stream video games, um, you know, which weirdly, some of them lie on this right wing, this alt-right kind of thing. Um... They are mad that girls get to be on their platform. And a lot of them, a lot of their arguments boil down to two things. One of which they like to put at the top of their arguments and one of which underlies it all. The one at the top is that these titty streamers, these female streamers, take advantage of young men um, to get paid and give them, I guess, blue balls? I don't know. I don't really know what the whole argument there is. Um, who's not jerking off in this? Like, who's not just just whacking one off? Yeah. So, and the, the whole and my my thing about that argument, and I'm sure maybe you have an opinion too, is and it's something that many female streamers have said, titty streamers and just regular female streamers have said before is there's a market out there for what they're doing. Why are they not allowed to take advantage of it? But these but the male streamers are the male streamers are they're taking advantage of a market of people who want to watch you play video games and like your personality. So why can't they do the same thing? True. You know. And then the underlying argument, though, is that, and it's so insane, they think that if there were no female streamers, there weren't any titty streamers, then those people who are watching them would watch their stream instead, and they'd be making that money. Which is just a weird thing to say. It would be like saying, you know, if, if the Big Bang Theory wasn't on, then Scandal would get more views, <laughs> and we, we want our views, not theirs. Yeah, and they're two separate, they're two separate audiences entirely. And again, the the argument that I've seen is that these these uh, uh, titty streamers, these women, have an unfair advantage. Yeah. In the fact that they are women, mm -hmm. and to me, that's a bit of a, 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 a incorrect argument because I would like to direct you to the sum of all of human history yeah. as to why being a woman is actually not an advantage and, in most scenarios. And all these arguments have no real grounds because still in like the most popular games on Twitch, all the most popular streamers are still dudes. No no female streamer really ever, ever breaks. Like, I know the most popular one right now makes... I've, I've seen her peak at 12k, but her normal is like about seven or six or seven k viewers and there's dudes who get i mean of course there's dudes that get less than them but there's there's also dudes who get like 20 30 50k sometimes viewers and it's a really weird argument argument because like sure if if every game was dominated by these female streamers maybe i could see something even then i wouldn't really agree with you but i could maybe see where you're coming from but all the games are still dominated by these male streamers but but since there's these this new sector of streaming who's who is reaching to a different audience than you are you think th and and we're beating on the bush it all it all boils down to misogyny yeah. they hate that girls get to because i know there's this one video you actually sent it to me i hadn't seen it yet this guy who was like you know it's those bitches who refuse to take us to go to prom with us and wouldn't go out with us in high school and now we're doing something cool on the internet and we're making money from it so they want to take that from us too yeah they're 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 Bitch. He said the word bitches like a hundred times and it's just, it's disturbing. And, and he, he kind of ends it with like a, we're going to take them down thing. And like, almost like, like a threat of physical violence. And it's, it's, it's really weird that it's getting these like juiced up dudes to be like really almost like violent. Yeah. And it, it's, it's getting to a really weird place. My whole opinion on the scenario is just like the female streamers. If there's a market and you're hitting it, go for it. What, what this all boils down to 
is the idea that uh, uh, horny guys on the internet are mad that other guys are horny as well. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 trying to assert their ownership over the female form. Uh, just like it always is. Like you said, misogyny. It all boils down to yeah. that again. It's just finding another route to come through, as it always fucking does. Yeah. It never goes away. And most female streamers, they, they lie at the... 100 to 500 viewer mark and so there, are, there are some people who are able to man, maintain like the 500 viewer mark and make somewhat of a living usually at the supplement their income somewhere else too but do have a, a good enough living but that's still not that's still not what you need especially to be a full-time twitch streamer so all of their anger is completely unwarranted and it's just it's kind of really showing you what what sectors of the internet and what people specifically are just misogynists and are more likely to move over this alt-right kind of thing. Because it's, like, we discussed this before, the video game market, and specifically watching, like, video, like, on YouTube videos of people gaming, it can put kids down a rabbit hole to being on the alt-right. Yeah, yeah, you'll quickly get down to, like, you'll watch a fucking, like, a Minecraft video, and next thing you know, you're being recommended some shit from the fucking Amazing Atheist, you know, banned from Wendy's for shitting in the fucking chair. And then you're you're on to fucking Sargon of Akkad, uh, the Jewish problem, and then it's just like it's a it's a fucking like said, a rabbit hole. It's a pit you can fall down into, of just awful shit you can get up to on the internet. Yeah. And a lot of kids fall into that shit. Yeah, you were telling me something about that the other day. What what was going on with this? It was like a psychologist or something. No, right? it was a guidance counselor at a middle school talking about yeah. how he had kids coming in with like Pepe shirts on, and they were talking about how. Uh, uh, Affirmative action was going to give all their college spots to black kids. Yeah, by the way, I just want to point out real quick. I went, I just got done with college, and it was so hard as a white person to yeah. get it. I, I was the, I was easily the minority on my campus, mm-hmm. and it was just this affirmative action was killing me getting in. I mean, I was lucky to make it in, to be honest. Yeah, and I was at the tail end. Yeah, you know, was, and you're all you're a white amputee, so it was right. even it was it was they don't they don't care about you. Exactly, I just it was almost impossible. But yeah, you get, I mean, these younger generations, it's like you got fucking Captain Sparkle ass or something uh, talking about Minecraft. And then from there, you're like, why feminism is cancer or top, yeah. 10, re- top 10 questions I have are SJWs. Yeah, and then weren't some of the kids saying they didn't want girls in their math class because girls don't care about math? Yeah, girls don't care about math. Yeah. You know. Also, let's let's say that was entirely true, that, that we, girls don't care about math, women are bad at it, whatever. Why do you care if they're in your class? Just let, if that's your argument, let them not care and you care. Why, why is that a big deal to you? Yeah. It's just because you're a misogynist. That's all it is. It's like, yeah, let's just go ahead and erase the contributions of Ada Lovelace and Hedy Lamarr yeah. uh, to the field of fucking mathematics and, and computer science. Just go ahead and get rid of all that. Um, it, you know, like I said, miso- it's like kids are getting misogynist at a younger and younger age. That's kind of scary a little bit. Yeah. But I want to go back for a second All right. to, your, to the thing about streaming. Streaming, yes. Is, I don't want you to imagine for a moment the society we want to build. And the idea that a person could just stream video games all day without needing to worry about making money off of it. Yeah. You could have two people who watch you, and if that's what makes you happy, just do it. Yeah. And there are people who are opposed to that future because, I mean... Really what it is is they, they, they want you to have to suffer like they did or they think they should or they want you to, to or they, they, get, they get kickbacks in the government anyways. These officials want you to get kickbacks. And the future we want to build is one that we're getting towards anyways and it's coming whether you want it or not. A, a, a future without labor. Yeah. A future without 
uh, uh, jobs for us to do. And I saw this recently at an ad, a, a campaign pamphlet for the Conservative Party in Britain. It was mm. two images side by side, and one said the Tory, or no, they're the Tory, sorry. I'm an idiot. I don't know shit about, labor, about British politics. I know yeah. this. The Labour Party's f- vision of the future is like a stream of robots going into a factory while people stand outside with signs going, no jobs, fuck robots. Uh, well, sex robots are a different thing entirely. Yeah. And then the other side was conservatives' positive vision of the future, which was a robot shaking hands with a man in a business suit who is like flanked on either side by a man and a woman strapped into a fucking like Oculus Rift. And I'm like, what's going on here? What vision of the future are you thinking yeah. about? The funny thing is that in both, they're still robots and they're still doing stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like maybe the one with the robot shaking hands with the dude. Is the it's the beginning of Battlestar Galactica? Yeah, that's what it is. They shake hands for hundreds of years, <laughs> and then they kill you all and make you servants. I think the idea for the conservatives was that people would use their Oculus wrists to control the robots and do the work from home. And I'm like, this sounds like those. Have you ever, have you ever seen these like Minecraft slavery servers? Yeah, where you have to go and work in a fucking mine and trade in your your stuff to work your way up. It's like capitalism in a video game. Yeah, and. Except you can win in the video game. Yeah. And uh, I was like, that's what it is. They want to turn you into a cyber slave who operates a robot which could easily be automated. And for what? For a pittance paycheck? Yeah. Like you're just you're just merging the worst of two worlds. As if that like, once again, it's they're not they're not thinking like would a company want to not only sink the money into building a robot but also pay a person to pilot it when the robot could just pilot itself, you know? I mean not because yeah. pe- people act like um, AI isn't moving as fast or faster than robotics. Like mm-hmm. AI is moving super fast. The other, our parents have an Amazon Echo, the Alexa thing. And the other day, because I know that a lot of times she's programmed to like you say, Alexa, play this. Alexa, do this. But the other day, I was telling my mom that I'm these things make me uncomfortable because it's just a way for Jeff Bezos or any any of those guys to collect information about us because it can always listen if it wants to. So I said, I'm not a fan of Alexa. And she turns on and says something like, I think we should just be nice to each other. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, that is weird. It's proof because what you said about it that was bad came before, before I said her name. The words you said next. So that's the crazy part is it's always listening. Yeah. It's always listening. Listen, this is why I didn't want to get the fucking Xbox One with the goddamn, uh, what'd you call it, Connect attached to it because the motherfucker was always listening to you. It was always listening, Seth. It could hear any words that you were saying yeah. and it was reporting back to fucking, I don't know, whoever the fuck's in charge of Microsoft now. Bill Gates is gone. Who yeah. knows who it is? Hey, they're always listening to you. They're always checking in and they're listening to what you say. They're collecting your information. Still, you show on the internet because they know yeah. your fucking IP address they know where you fucking live yeah. they know what you fucking do all day they know when you fucking jerk off yeah. they fucking know everything about you but these goddamn machines are always listening yeah. and it's fucking scary as shit and one day when they want to come into your house and take you out for whatever reason not only will you have an Amazon key set up that lets them right into your house mm-hmm. but they'll have a bunch of evidence of the stuff you, sh- you said about them and you know the- their s- private police will just take you out remember fucking Pokemon Go Yes. Your Pokemon fucking go? Yeah. There was a thing where they, they were like, man, the government could like order them to put a rare Pokemon inside of a place you gotta go into to find it. And you're just holding up a fucking camera, which is constantly delivering a stream of information. They could see fucking anything on that goddamn thing. They could use it to spy you on you through all kinds of yeah. methods. Thank God that game failed. Yeah. Still pretty big in Japan. 
Another thing that people were saying was they could use it to steer people somewhere and they could pull some shit somewhere else no one would be. You yeah. Because you'd know where everyone was going, or at least a, a mass population of people was going. It'd direct you somewhere else. Um, I have one last topic we need to talk right, about before let's go we get for it. Got, we got one last thing. This is a bit of local news for us. Okay. For Georgia. Oh, God. Um, yeah, we're going to have to talk about this. There is, uh, this, this, the, the, the website I'm getting this from is Georgia, is from, uh, reason, uh, dot com. Uh, this is written by Ed, uh, Krayuski. I'm sorry if I'm fucking that up, Ed. Um, the headline is Georgia cop forced man to decapitate his own dog to find out if it had rabies. So, the story here is that a guy Already, is, it's a Christmas miracle. It's, yeah. It is, it, it's, it's great. Holiday cheer abounds in this story. I'm looking at the picture of the dog, and I'm getting very sad, so I'm going to run through this as fast as possible. Um, basically, this dog bit a person uh, that was at the house, and a sheriff's deputy was called, and the sheriff's deputy shot the dog, um, which is not that big of a dog. Yeah. It's kind of a normal-looking dog. Mur- murdered a here. dog. Yeah, murdered a dog in the, in the front yard. And the, the owner was then called to the house, and apparently he didn't really have too much of an issue with this. I mean, he was sad that his dog was dead, but things were relatively normal yeah. until Animal Control or somebody showed up. Uh, let's see here. Who was it that, that showed up at the house? It was a uh, uh, medical investigator that showed up at their house um, and was screaming at this guy to cut the dog's head off uh, manually. And I understand that they're doing this to test it for rabies. It's standard procedure for, for for these kind of animals. But generally speaking, they don't ask the owner. You don't make the, of the owner do it. Someone who doesn't even like any tr- any training at all to do something like this to do it. So you've got this guy sitting here uh, uh, screaming at this man to, to to decapitate his dog, and the man is filming it with his camera and being told that he'll be like he'll take him to jail and yeah. and, and fucking prosecute him for uh, what was it like uh, obstruction of obstruction. justice? That 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 term that just means anything. Please yeah. don't like obstruction of justice. A dog justice. Um, to decapitate his own dog, which he did. He filmed the whole thing, and there you, you can find the, the 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 before and after videos on Facebook. They they may have taken down the actual decapitation because I mean obviously, but like man, fuck the cops. Yeah, fuck these motherfuckers. In the, the mortal words of the NWA, fuck the police. I mean, it just pisses me off, man. That this guy was told to cut his own dog's head off, uh, because it could have had rabies. Like, yeah, sure, it's it's important to figure out if an animal has rabies, but generally speaking, you're going to ask the, the, the person who's who their own, their dog, who they probably loved, just got shot. You're going to ask them to now cut their head, to desecrate their dog's corpse? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with people? Like, this is the kind of un, unfair amount of power. Hey, hey, big government sucks. Yeah. Stop letting the cops big tell. Big sucks. Big sucks. Stop to letting the cops tell me to cut my dog's head off, all right? I'm not yeah. down for this. Um... So that's that's sort of our yeah. our our take. What do you got? It's it's just it's just disgusting that I mean, and like like I said, that word that term obstruction of justice is something you can just yell at any person, and they pretty much have to do what you say because like like we know, not only can cops unjustly arrest you, but if a cop does something bad in the li- in the line of duty, all the other cops are supposed to back them up no matter what, and and the cops are a part of the government, which basically means the government is backing up this cop that did something bad to you in the government. You know, you can't really fight them very very easily. Yeah. So and it's it's just it's really and it's just it sucks that this guy had to do this. And I mean, if it if it were me, I mean, I don't know I don't know what would happen because I I do not think I don't have the willpower to just cut a dog's head off. I don't, I don't really have that. Yeah. 
Um, so maybe I'd be in jail right now. I don't know. And it's just, and it's weird to think about, you know, what, what, we always read these stories and it's like, what's going to happen if this ever happens to you? You know, like, what, what are you going to do in his scenario? Yeah. And it, it's hard to think. It's hard to think about. So man, on that bright note, yes. we're going to leave you. We're going to, um, we're going to say at the Illinials podcast, we say happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> we don't, we, we, you know what? Fuck Merry Christmas. I, you know, I have no problems with Merry Christmas. I'm yeah. an agnostic. I don't give a shit one way or the other. I'll yeah. say Merry Christmas. I'll say Happy Holidays. I'll say fucking, what is it? Uh, shiny Kwanzaa. I don't know what the Shiny Kwanzaa. Um, um, it's all good, man. But it's yeah. all the same. Happy Holidays. Have a good have a good time, everybody. And if you yeah. don't celebrate any holidays, just have a good week, you know? So yeah, this is our Christmas gift to you all. Millennials <laughs> Podcast. We're going to sign off for another week. It's been episode six. Yeah. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, guys. At Life of Seth on Twitter. Oh, right, yeah, I should have said, my name is, uh, on Twitter, is also at MCSurf, that is, uh, S-E-R-F, um, and you can find us there, you can find us here, uh, on yeah. the pod, anytime you want to talk, um, uh, you can talk to us there, send us a question, maybe, we'll answer it on, on the air, if we ever get a question, and, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been good talking to you guys yeah. again. Later. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>